Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Inter Worldwide Podcast. Today we're talking about Rome, Roma, and our guest is Wayne Girard. Hi Wayne, how are you? Alessandro, thank you for having me. Happy to be here and ready to talk a little bit about the Roma and maybe Inter Milan will come up in between that. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it will, but uh, Wayne, do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure, I'm, I'm a contributor for Roma, and I edit the social media for Gentleman Ultra, which is which talks about player stories in Serie A, going all the way back from the start of Italian football up into contemporary issues today. And uh, we're looking to make both platforms really, really successful. Great. Uh, so we're here today to uh, talk a little bit about this whole COVID situation. We did it with other teams, and I'm curious to know um, what is the situation in Rome. How um, do you think the, the stopping um, of the season uh, influenced Rome and the, the whole situation there? Well, I think I think first of all, Roma was a bit of on because they had beaten Cagliari away and they won that match three to four. So I think when you look at it, it was kind of bad timing because Roma was just finding their rhythm. And once you interrupt that, it seemed like at that very point, they really understood Fonseca's tactics. I saw Under, who's always been uh, a player who's shown so much, but at the on the other end, sometimes people have wondered about his um, understanding of the tactics and his, let's say more about his discipline. But I think in the last match, he showed so much growth. And now to have that interrupted, and even Kalinic scored his, his first goal, and then he scored another goal. So it was like the people who really needed to step up at that point in time did, and then things were interrupted. I mean, even Cristante had put in a, a really good performance in that match, quiet performance with Villar, who was somebody that not many knew much about, came over from Spain. And then had a, had a really, really great match. So it was like probably an unfortunate time for Roma. On the other hand, though, you have Zaniolo, who has who's been out with his ACL tear. So giving him that extra time, knowing that he wasn't rushed back uh, by his agent or by anyone was was a pretty great move. So um, you have to try to find some lightness at a period like this. So I think that's one bright spot is for him on a personal level is that he's been allowed to recover fully, and hopefully by July, he'll be practicing with the first team. Got it. So, um, more on a personal level, do you think that the season that is about to start this weekend, um, well, Serie A next week, but do you think they should restart, or do you think it's too risky? As, as a non-doctor, a non-medical opinion, I think if everyone is, um, I think if everyone is safe and healthy, then uh, you know football without fans is better than no football at all. So on one hand, like I'm very relieved to have it back, and of course people like are talking now about not having um, or putting like artificial noise for uh, fan celebrations and things like that, and how you know how um, 
phony and fake that feels. I'm like, who cares? Let them play football. And that's what we're all really waiting for. I, I, I just tweeted like a, like a couple minutes ago. I don't even care if they're playing the Spice Girls on the megaphone. Whatever you got to do. As long as there's football back, I'm happy. So <laughs> I think uh, that's for most of us, right? Like there's only so much we could watch the Bundesliga. So I'm, I'm good. I've seen enough Schalke, enough, um, maybe not enough Dortmund, but enough of pretty much every other team. <laughs> is. So I'm ready. I'm ready for Serie A to come back really in a big way. So I'm hopeful. If everyone's good and everyone's healthy and no one's playing games, everyone's being responsible with the testing and not hiding any symptoms, I think we're past that stage because we know how deadly it is, especially in Italy and the United States. So it seems it seems right now, and I'm glad to have it back. Yeah. Um, so how do you think the structure, the the training grounds and the space for Roma uh, can handle this, um, these new regulations. To, I, I never been there, even if I, I lived in Rome for four years. So I don't know that much of the spaces there. At Trigoria, I'm, I'm assuming it must be like every other field with the, with the protocols, you know, with, with coming back in stages. It's not like you can go and then play scrimmages the first day back, right? I believe that it started with um, individual training, which then mm -hmm. became small groups, which, you know, in time will become contact, at least in the United States. That's how it's happening. It's happening in stages. It's not just one thing at a time. So that seems to be the small thing, you know, right now, just to prevent. Just no one can't see it uh, before, you know, we're fully engaged. But I hope that all other teams are being responsible too, you know, and not cheating or um, getting too physical with one another. And we just don't know. There's so much unknown and uncertainty. Um, so that, that seems to be appropriate as a non-medical opinion. Uh, you know, that's, that's the right way to go about. But who am I to say what's, what's good or not? But they're showing that rumble with every other club, right? That they're taking responsible efforts to stop to stop any spreading um i was interviewing a couple mls players last week and i said are you guys playing possession yet and they said no 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 contact so just passing the ball and then in a couple weeks they'll start to 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 play possession and get closer to one another so as a coach i coach on a high school level and we don't know what's going to happen yet so pro sports are taking the first initiative and i think everything else will follow after that So that's that's to be continued, to be seen, right? Yeah, we know as much as we're being shown right now. Yeah, we we saw in uh, in other teams all over Europe. The one of the negative effects is the, the all the injuries that are happening, and you know it's mm. pretty pretty obvious. Uh, but hopefully, Serie A won't be hit too too. Yeah. Okay, and uh, speaking about the, the financial point of view, uh, rumors just the last couple of days saying that the, the situation for Roma is not so great. Uh, I know you can't actually say any numbers or anything, but um, can you say something about it? My, my one hope as a fan first is that Roma is able to maintain all their key players. That's always our hope, right? Um, in the past, we've lost big players like Allison, Salah, and 
even Nyingolan went away and these were important players. So the one thing I think from that perspective, we just hope is that everyone stays together right now. You're looking at a team with many good players under the age of 25. So if you have Carlos Perez, Under, Mancini, Diawara, Cristante, even uh, if you want to add him, even though he's rotational, right? Uh, as long as you keep that core together, like you have such a, a really, really nice base. And one thing I always say is like, it's best to let teams grow. And when they can do that, right, that's when success builds. It's not like, uh, if you look back to like um, Inter's treble year, like they had such a good core. And then what do they do? They get rid of Zlatan, they bring in Eto, and then they have Diego Melito. So it wasn't so much about maybe signing like the few players that they had, but signing a difference maker. Like they already had that core. And at the end, to make the jump, they signed the player they really wanted. And that's like a process, right? So th- that, that comes about after years of stability. So if these guys just stay together, it'll be so much easier for success in two years or three years from now where you can just add one player rather than filling in gaps. And that's what I really want to see is that these these guys just keep playing and clicking because it can only be good. I mean, we're almost fifth place right now. And in a year's time, hopefully we get to fourth or third or even at the end of the season because they have it now. So that's my that's my one big hope is these guys just mesh and become like a family and just stay as a family. I think if you look at what other players have said in the past is that there's a real atmosphere between the players. Whereas if you go to a club like Real Madrid, they have little back in the day with the Galacticos, they used to have like little cliques where people would stay together. You know, the Brazilians over here, the Dutch over there, but at Roma, it's a little bit different because they're all together. Um, So with that atmosphere, it would be very nice if they all just um, stay together for at least the next couple of years. I'm sure it would be nice for you, but in reality, I think the, this whole situation um, wasn't so good for your financial point of view. So uh, I'm sure you have some uh, some money to bring in. Uh, do, do you think that uh, Fijichi should do something more for you guys? Or you think it's something that every team needs to uh deal with uh for themselves and in this case what do you think roma um should do uh right now the right now you're looking at a bunch of players who could possibly come in that can grow or maybe like some free transfers i'm hearing um like pedro he could be a good idea somebody who could come in and fill in and bring experience so i just keep hope th- hoping that they bring in these guys like perez and biar who kind of fly under the radar because um, and keep doing scouting, right? Because a player like Barella, if three years ago he was he was already very good, and it just came down to the scouting. And then a year ago he goes to Inter for like around forty million euros. But when it comes down to proper scouting beyond the analytics and actually just using your own eyes, if um, if a club takes that policy mixed with uh, analytics and algorithms, then I think that's probably the key. Uh, to making like a really competitive side. So always finding those little diamonds in the rough is a good policy, I think, in my opinion, um, because those 5 million players sometimes become 30 million euro players in terms, not just, I'm not talking about just in terms of what you can sell them for, but an actual value. Uh, Marquinhos was one of them. He was a player which through rigorous scouting, 
you find, and he happens to be exceptionally underrated, and then you can slot him in. Uh, Atalanta has built their club under a similar fashion with getting, um, take anyone in their back line. Take Masiello or um, Hatebard, who was, I don't want to say a nobody, but someone who wasn't on the scene of football. Um, Castagne, another one. Ilicic is a different story. He's along the lines of like, if you were to bring in someone like, um, if you were to bring, bring in someone like Pedro, right? Someone for free who has done damage at clubs before, but has really never found like a true home. So I think uh, if you look back at maybe like Maicon, when Maicon went to Roma from Inter, he came off excellent, an excellent career, but then he still had like a good year or two. So those are always um, good opportunities for clubs who aren't Barcelona, aren't Real Madrid or uh, Manchester City, right? So it's more about being smart rather than just throwing money at a problem. So but I trust Petraki. I actually think he's a really good DS. So a lot of his choices in the past have, you know, been really impressive. He works with, a, of course, a set financial budget, as every club does who's outside, like, the top five in the world. So I want to see what he can, what he's going to do this summer. could be interesting. Okay. Speaking about this summer and the summer transfer, um, I'm curious, you know, if he had to pick you personally, one player, just sell one player to resolve all your financial situation between Zaniolo, Cristante, and Pellegrini. You say <laughs> you, you sell one of these players, just one. I will give who you a you... backhand. I'll give you a backhanded answer. The one right. player who I would keep uh -huh. at any cost is Zaniolo. Okay. Absolutely Zaniolo. Like, he is the gem to me. He is the most uh, talented Italian youngster. And, like, whatever, any player in the world. You could tell me that you would give me Cristiano Ronaldo in exchange. And I would say, no, absolutely not. Um, got, to keep, got to keep Zaniolo at all costs. Because I just think he's, he's the most talented youngster out there. But maybe, like, Mbappe? It would be, like, a comparison if you okay. want to go there. <laughs> But... Um, I don't think Roma has seen a player like him since Totti. So it's uh, it's wonderful oh, wow. to have him. Yeah, to have that type of bandiera come into the club and lead the lines. I mean, he's got what it takes. So it's nice to see. Okay. Uh, very last question. Um, you mentioned earlier, a bit earlier, but what do you think are the actual um, goals by the end of this season for Roma? Fourth. Yeah, I think Fonseca has said the goal is Champions League, and if we can catch Atalanta, it's going to be a race. I expect Roma to come out hungry. I expect Atalanta to come out too. They have a game in hand, and they're also two points ahead. But that's going to be a very nice little race. I don't see Inter Milan um, giving up. I think they have an exceptional squad. I really like their organization, their coach, and what they've done. Um, so I don't see them uh, slowing down. I don't see Juventus slowing down, so or Lazio. I would love to see Lazio slow down, but at the same time, Immobile is having an incredible <laughs> season. So, I bet, I you, bet know. you wish. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what it's going to be for me. It's just getting back into fourth, and it's an uphill battle, but um, you never know. And Roma's depth might really help them, and you never know how Atalanta is going to react. Roma has essentially nothing to lose at this point, right? Whereas the pressure's on Atalanta. 
Um, do I expect Ilicic, Gomez, and these players to slow down? No, I don't. But at the same time, you go out and it's possible. It's it's realistically possible. It's you know this is a real big shot. Okay, Wayne. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, you like to plug in anything, anything you wrote or any of your work? Uh, sure. I think that Nyingolan has been a big topic for Inter fans as well as Roma fans. So the one thing I will say is that even though we had Zaniolo, he's someone who we definitely missed. Um, I think Inter Milan also missed an opportunity with him even if they did get Barella in some type of deal exchanged. Uh, so I'll say that there's so much, there's so many deals between both clubs, uh, Maiko and Kivu, which more or less have worked out for Inter. But thank God that Zaniolo, um, we finally benefited from a deal instead of seeing it vice versa. So not that, you know, Maikon too, but um, it's going to be very competitive. So, I'm excited to see that. You guys have an incredible coach. Um, oh. And I think you're going to get some some really good players this summer. I could see Tonali go there. Um, and that's it. I did a – actually, I can do a plug. I did a review on Tonali about it over a year ago where I said, you know, it's time to clubs to get a, to get a, a start on looking at him, observing him, and probably signing him. And now that same player is like 40, 50 million. So like I was saying before – Sometimes it's just not so much about the analytics as it is about watching a player with your own eyes. Thank you again. And uh, where can you f uh, where can we find any of your articles or on Twitter? Wayne, I guess. Yep, WayneInRome.com or WayneInRome is my uh, is my Twitter and Instagram. Perfect, Wayne. Thank you again. I hope you have you back soon. Thank you. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Inter Worldwide Podcast. Today we're talking about SPAL, um, a smaller reality of Serie A, but still a very important one. And today we have our friend Guillermo Ravalli uh, to help us. Uh, ciao Guillermo, how are you? Ciao Alessandro, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Guglielmo, you are located in New York, right? I am, yes. I've been here for the last uh, six years, uh, but I'm originally from Ferrara, and that's why I'm a strong SPAL supporter. Uh, it's something that, you know, people from the region, from the city, uh, have in their hearts since they're born. And over time, I mean, we grew up uh, in, in very dark years for the, for the team and for the side, so... Uh, it was sort of a, a dream that was never coming true, not even possible, uh, the idea of having SPAL in Serie A. But actually, we've been back for the last three years. Uh, so, really excited uh, for, the whole, for the whole supporters. And uh, how do you think the team reacted to this uh, COVID situation? Uh, how was the situation before? How do you think we... Um we react after the, the stop? Well, I said, if you want, uh, slightly egoistically, uh, this COVID situation uh, happened in a relatively positive, uh, if we can say so, uh, moment for SPA in a, in a way that 
uh, we were just going through the transition from Mr. Semplici to Mr. Di Biagio. And, and uh, so I think this, this, is given, this situation has given time uh, to the team to uh, get used to the new uh, system of play. And, uh, and hopefully we will see a better spout uh, now than, than before uh, February, the, 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 towards the end of February. Um, obviously, uh, there the, the was a need for the team, for the squad to come back in terms of uh, performance and fitness level, but I think this is a general problem uh, that all, all, all teams uh, are facing at this point. Okay, and speaking about the, this whole situation uh, and how we are almost ready to restart the season, in your opinion, um, do you think it's a good idea or not? Well, you know, I've got a mixed feeling about this. Uh, clearly, uh, the, you know, the country, uh, people have been suffering, uh, been struggling, uh, locked down at home. Uh, clearly, there's a health component to all this, which is very serious. So probably Serie A and, and soccer as a whole is not the first thing that comes to mind uh, in this situation. On the other hand, uh, if, you, if, you, if you like, people also need to uh, get back to or try to get back to normality and to what they love. And, and certainly uh, soccer, Serie A is definitely one of those big loves uh, for, for the supporters, for the fans. And so in a way, I see that as a positive. Uh, let's see how it goes. Uh, I think in the overall context of the, the reopenings uh, um, of, of the society, if you want, as a whole. And how was the situation specifically for your club? There was any, any player who tested positive? And how they manage the situation more in a training ground space um, level? Well, uh, you know, the city of Ferrara and surroundings haven't been hit uh, too hard uh, by, the, by the virus. And no player, uh, no spell player uh, tested positive uh, during this period. So I guess uh, the situation uh, was handled uh, very conservatively. Uh, obviously, but but it was not uh, a crisis situation, at least um, when we look specifically at the team and at the players and at the, and at the firm as a whole. So do you think uh, the, the team is, is prepared for, for the comeback of Serie A? I mean, the, the, the training ground is big enough to ensure the, the players and, uh, and all the stuff? I think every, everything has been handled uh, with, the, with the goal and uh, with, well, clearly with safety uh, in, the first, uh, in the first place and uh, with the possibility to restart uh, at the best uh, that is uh, uh, possible in these, in these conditions. So, I mean, for what I know, for what I've been following, uh, I think that uh, they are doing a very good job in, in allowing for, uh, for, this, uh, for this comeback in the best possible way. Okay. And uh, speaking more about the financial situation, as you said, SPA, uh, it, it came back to Serie A about three years ago. And uh, I wonder just uh, how is the situation with the president and uh, 
and um, and the team not being so stable in, in Serie A. I mean, um, I know the transfer market usually that it's not that that big for you guys. So I just wonder what was the revenue or where the your revenues are coming from. Well, I mean, as I said, this is basically a small dream coming through uh, over the last seven or eight years. Uh, this is basically a, com a, a team that was saved, if you want, from the uh, from the lows of uh, Serie D or uh, Lega Pro uh, only a few years ago by a family of entrepreneurs that has been uh, dedicated uh, a lot of effort and, and, and resources to, to this team and created a group of uh, qualified people that have in mind uh, the, the solidity and, and the long-term sustainability of this, uh, of this brand, if you want, of, of the team, but also of the brand of SPAL, which, uh, if you want, is also very important for the, for the city. So uh, clearly we're, we're going, if you want, we've been going uh, through baby, baby steps uh, over time. Uh, but on the other hand, we were able over time to also uh, increase the value of the team, of the squad. Uh, if you want, uh, signing players that uh, were not even uh, thinkable only few months ago, for example, I mean, only two years ago, for example, Andrea Petagna. And I think the team has been managing very conservatively, but I would say also in a, in a, in a very smart way uh, to manage to get uh, revenue streams and profits out of players that were uh, particularly well performing. Uh, clearly keeping in mind that Spouse brand, it's not that strong and, and it's not that strong even as a uh, component of uh, uh, trust uh, from from for what it means for for the other team. So it's not that the product of Spal is like a product of Atalanta uh, in terms of players. So clearly we need to we we need uh, we had to prove ourselves. And I think the signing from Lazio of Lazari last year was something that uh, was really important. Probably. Had we been uh, Atalanta, that signing would have been uh, uh, closed for a much higher amount, given the quality of the player and the skills and the impact that we are seeing he's having at Lazio. Um, but I think this year already, with the signing, with basically with the transfer of Andrea Petagna to Napoli in the winter uh, window, there was, I think, a very positive uh, uh, result. Uh, then it was even probably more positive considering the COVID situation that uh, slowed down uh, most likely all the, all the market transfer activities, uh, but it was indeed uh, a positive uh, uh, result for the club in terms of uh, finances. And I think it also showed that the club uh, is still really committed to stay, to maintain Serie A this year, to stay in the top, uh, in the top league, because we, we very expensively purchase the option to keep uh, Andrea Petagna also for the uh, end of this of this season. Um, going back to your question more broadly, clearly uh, we don't have Spal doesn't really have uh, a lot of revenue streams uh, in terms of advertisement. It has been mostly local, 
and uh, we've had a few issues with the stadium last summer that didn't really help the season tickets, uh, say advanced purchasing. So, so I think in this context, again, uh, the management team has been doing really a great job, in my opinion, in keeping the company healthy and solid. Okay, so you were mentioning the the transfer of Petania to Napoli. Um, do you think this summer we will see uh, a lot of the more movement from your team to others? Um, do you guys have anybody in mind as a replacement for Petania, or you have any uh, player that you think is on the move? Um, I mean, in the context that I just described, and clearly with a team that uh, hasn't been performing that well, uh, I think I think it was really important for the for the club to keep a healthy profile, so they didn't uh, sign anyone crazy, and I think we. We need to prove ourselves as to the ability to stay in Serie A this year more than anything uh, because obviously there are two scenarios. One is we stay in Serie A, so probably uh, additional resources would be contributed uh, for the sake of uh, making the squad even more competitive. Uh, if, if the scenario, on the other hand, is uh, going down to Serie B, uh, clearly, you would need to take uh, different measures, uh, most likely. Um, we were very unlucky also at the beginning of the season. Uh, a lot of injuries of uh, newly signed players and players that last year contributed immensely to the success uh, of, uh, of the season. For example, Fares uh, got injured really early in the season and, and with uh, Mr. Semplici uh, system of play, that was uh, a really... Uh, a very important element that was uh, that was missing. Uh, we managed to uh, replace him with Reza, but he was a very young guy, so it took time to uh, to get back uh, into the, the. I mean, to 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 allow for him to to get to a higher uh, level of performance. And on the on this on the right uh, wing, uh, we had the same issue with D'Alessandro. That just arrived in the summer and was also injured really early early on. Uh, if we look at the forwards, uh, Francesco started pretty well the first few games. He scored a couple of goals and then he got injured as well. And it was a bit on and off uh, for the for the remainder of the season. So with this break, uh, there was definitely unexpected and and uh, not pleasant in many in many ways. We hope that we will get back to. Um, to, to a more complete team. Uh, Petagna is going. Uh, we, uh, Cherry, Alberto Cherry was transferred from Cagliari. He's a guy that could, I think, substitute uh, Petagna. He knows already the, the environment as far. He was there uh, for some time uh, a few seasons ago. Uh, so I think the situation is very liquid. There's, uh, it, it's difficult to take a stance. It's really hard to say what kind of names could come. Uh, it really depends on, on on what the situation is and what the and what the scenario is as to Serie A or Serie B. Okay, and last question. Speaking on this, uh, what do you think will be the end of the season for you guys? Do you think you're gonna um, 
you're gonna fight until the end, or you think it's gonna be a little bit more relaxed? I hope we'll be fine. We'll be fighting until the end. We see we have uh, still so many games. They're all finals. We have to uh, make up for a number of points uh, in order to stay uh, to stay in Serie A. But it's very exciting. Uh, the, the, if you want also the, the leadership from uh, Mr. Dibiaggio with his experience uh, uh, at really high level in competitions and also at uh, the under-21 uh, national team, hopefully is going to give, give us that kind of uh, uh, hunger and ability to perform uh, each and every game uh, because here it's just uh, a matter of... Uh, Winning or making it or making as many points as possible. Uh, there's no other result that counts at this point. So yeah, hopefully it's going to be fun. Okay, Guglielmo, thank you so much for giving us uh, an insight uh, on about Paul. And um, I know that you are uh, a little bit alone there in New York with uh, as a <laughs> spa supporter. So I don't know if you want to give a shout out or uh, something people other spa supporters or people's interest in the team well thank you very much Alessandro. it was a pleasure being here it's not i mean i try to uh, preach the, the the greatness of spa <laughs> to most of my american and european friends uh, here in new york but definitely if there's anyone who's interested in in discussing knowing more uh, please contact me on Facebook uh, or wherever. Uh, it's Guglielmo Ravalli. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Forza Spal, what else can we say at this point of the season? Thank great. you very much, Alessandro. Really great Thank to, to speak with you. Thank you, Guglielmo. And uh, best luck uh, for everybody who wants to get in touch with you. Uh, your full name is Guglielmo Ravalli. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, Alessandro.